Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Well, hello, and welcome back to the More Remarks Podcast. And today's bonus episode, we are continuing with reading the Bible chronologically, and today we are talking about two things. The human condition remains sinful and dispersion of the human family. So last episode we ended with the ark landing or the water receding and the uh, the rainbow is a sign of a reminder that God will no longer destroy the earth with flood. And now we are on to the next two topics, which is Noah starting a new getting drunk, I suppose, from the wine, from the vineyards that he cultivated. Something happening in a cave with he and his younger son. And then also the Tower of Babel, which is next. Okay, but first, this this first one with Noah and the wine and the cave and his son Ham. It's hard for me to uh, figure out... I don't know. Here are my notes that I took as I went along. And then we're gonna, I'm going to go read something on the internet that I found. Noah gets drunk from drinking the wine from the vineyard he grew. I guess he also got naked and his youngest son Ham saw him and laughed and then told his brothers. The brothers went in to cover him, averting their eyes. Those are my notes. And I have no idea what this means. But Noah was pissed, and he cursed the son of the son of Ham, which is Canaan. And now the Canaanites, they are the same ethnic stock as the people known as the Israelites, and they will be in servitude to the descendants of Shem and Japheth, which are Noah's other two sons. I apologize if I butcher any kind of names coming up. All right, so I wanted to know about Noah, so I went and Google, and I found at um, the website called thetorah.com. So this is what a paragraph I found. What did Noah's youngest son do? And the response is, as already anticipated by the rabbis and suggested by some modern scholars, an earlier version of our story probably related a much more severe crime, the homosexual rape of his father when he was inebriated. This indeed is the kind of offense that would most naturally provoke the severe reaction depicted in the text. This assumption also accounts for the formulation of verse 24. Noah awoke from his drunken stupor and knew what his youngest son had done to him. So his son had only looked, if, if his son had only looked at him, how would Noah have known when he awoke that this had occurred? Further, the final words had done to him imply a much more concrete and physical act than mere gazing. That's one, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a translation or not. 
maybe not a translation, a, uh, I don't know, what, what what's the word I'm looking for? That's one version, I guess, that people could point to. I'm not sure. But again, we got to think, back in those times, we really didn't have... Um, did we have any kind of guide and code to go by back then? Were people, they didn't know? I don't know. I don't know. But then, another thing is that, another thing I read on here is that they had to just, not they had to, but I guess somewhere back in time, they traced back in time since the Canaanites were going to, were the bad people, I guess, and served the two brothers, people, the Israelites. I guess they came back with that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you have any ideas about this, please let me know in the comments. And at Twitter, you can find me on Twitter, carolremarks.com. You can email me. My email is in the my email, I think, is in the show notes. You can you can contact me somehow, some way. So, that is that. I think I wanted to say about that. Oh, but Noah also lived to be 950 years old. Hmm. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and it doesn't really give me any kind of idea in the Bible that I'm reading. Um, no, and this is what it says in the commentary of the Bible that I'm re reading. Noah's response upon learning of Ham's disrespect is to utter a curse against Ham's son, Canaan. A curse presumably, presumably, presumably intended as a prediction of servitude on the part of Ham's descendants. As the biblical text unfolds, it appears that the descendants of Canaan, who are known as Canaanites, will be of the same ethnic stock of the people known as Israelites, and indeed at times will be servitude to the descendants of Shem and Japheth. So let me go back up a, a, a paragraph. It says, um, I hate to read the whole damn thing, but that's what I'm going to have to do. But the human condition, even among the righteous remnant of Noah's family, is such that sin soon finds its way back into the lives of even those who saved, who were saved by the flood. So remember, it's like a brand new beginning with Noah and his family after God cleansed the earth of all the sinfulness people. But again, we start anew, and here we are, sinning again. To document man's continued fallen state, the Genesis account records an incident in which Noah drinks himself into a drunken stupor, and Ham shows great disrespect for his father, Noah, whom he finds not only drunk but naked. So they don't even mention anything about what I talked about earlier. And I know it's a hard pill to swallow, what I talked about earlier. I don't know that that is what happened, but who knows? What is it trying to tell us here? I don't, I'm not sure. But let's move on to the dispersion of the human family. I found this interesting. Now, 
A friend of mine told me about this story. And I mean, I've heard about this story when I was a child, but I never really paid any attention to it until my friend told me her her um, learning of it, where the Tower of Babel, they, you know, I guess the people wanted to come together and build a great tower to see how great they are, or even to try to get to God. I don't know. But God did not like it, and he destroyed it, and then he made them speak all in different languages, and that's how we have our different languages today. So they couldn't communicate with each other and build this Tower of Babel. So life goes on, people regenerating the earth, and or rep- and they are repopulating it. These are my notes that I'm reading to you. City of Babel, they want to build a great city, tall tower to the sky to become famous and keep them from being scattered all over the world. Um, but then God, and then Genesis 11, 5, 7, God came down to look. I find that fascinating again, that he came down yet again. Did he, did, was this like a habit of his? That he came down and was that literal? What does that mean? So let me go back and find what I'm talking about. Yeah, but the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Who is he talking to? Again, that's that plural thing. What does it mean? What does it mean? All right, so that's the end of this. That's where I'm going to end this episode. Next, and then after this story, the Tower of Babel. I really like that story. I think it leads us into the beginning of the different nations all throughout the um nation. So God intervenes with his creative and divine power to confuse their language and to scatter mankind throughout the earth. Because the next thing we're going to talk about, the next thing I'm going to start reading is the beginning of nations and clans and all that. So I guess that will be my, I haven't read it yet, but that's what I'm about to read. And that will be our next episode. So thank you for listening. And I hope I'm doing a good job. And I hope you continue to listen. Again, I would love your feedback, your commentary, your thoughts, your help, whatever you want to give me. Uh, Criticism, uh, constructive criticism. That would be great. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy.